When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes. The voice you hear is none other than Chris Canty. Back on my own show like it's the first time. You are listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are going up on a Tuesday, coming to you live from the Upper West Side studio. I am rocking with my guy, Ro Parrish. And, Ro, the countdown is on for the wedding in Chicago. Ten days until I am a married man. I'm going to have a whole wife out here and be a whole husband. So I'm super excited about that. Also excited about the show we got coming up today because we got a lot going on in the world of sports. So much to get into today. Of course, you are now officially rocking with the best Ro Parrish in the building. We got Damian Willie to pull up on us one time. Charlie Batch and Jessica Mendoza, the legend. We're going to talk all about that today and, and i'm very happy to be here may i just say that and back to your wedding which is 10 days away yeah i am super excited because not only am i going to be attending but i'm going to be playing a very special role within your wedding and i'm honored and i'm happy to be a part of it Thank yeah you, i appreciate you emceeing right oh yeah and, now, and, now i need you to keep it a buck did you ever think that you would see the day where i'm hanging my jersey on the wall you know what i well <laughs> You are a respectable young man, so I knew eventually it was going to happen. I just wasn't sure when, but I did know it was going to happen. Speaking of hanging jerseys on the wall in retirement, we got to get into what we saw or what we heard from Kevin Durant on social media last night. Now, there were grumblings around the disgruntled net star about him wanting to be traded out of Brooklyn, so much so that Kevin Durant was believed to consider retirement before he'd go back and play for the Brooklyn Nets, but KD and only the way that KD could do it, decided that he was going to take the social media and dispel all of those rumors about him potentially retiring. Here's what he had to say on Twitter last night. I know most people will believe unnamed sources over me, but if it's anyone out there that'll listen, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. The bleep is comical at this point. So, Ro, your reaction when you heard Kevin Durant take the Twitter and say what he said about retirement and those rumors. I say this in the most respectful way. Shouts out to Twitter fingers because we love KD when he gets on Twitter or any (laughs) social media platform because he ain't going to pull no punches. He's going to keep it a buck at every single moment. This report comes out Monday afternoon, and he immediately jumps on a response. Two-time champion, 11-time Mm All-Star, arguably one of the greatest scores we've ever seen in the game. We know he ain't going to retire, number one. We know that. However... Will he hold out? Will he make a statement? Because clearly he wants out of Brooklyn. He has no interest in being there anymore. He wants to be sent somewhere else. Yeah, but, but there's clearly complications to getting out of Brooklyn, right? Multiple because he's, But he's, he's met with Josiah, the owner, last week, and he's let this be known a couple of months ago that he didn't want to be a part of what the organization was doing in the future, and yet the Brooklyn Nets and Sean Marks haven't been able to get a deal well, they can get the return on investment that they're looking for because we are talking about a top three player in the NBA. No question. And we can't undo the Rudy Gobert trade Ooh. with the Minnesota Timberwolves when the T-Wolves gave up four first-round picks along with several other players in order to acquire the former Defensive Player of the Year. So I just don't understand what KD 
what KD's leverage is in this situation in terms of being able to force his way out of Brooklyn because he has he is, he is under contract for the next four seasons. He signed that extension last season. He has absolutely no leverage. However, I'll say this. In the NBA, we know that it is a player's league. Mm-hmm. And, and more times than not, if a player wants out, generally they will get their way eventually. It might not be exactly when they want it, but eventually they will go somewhere else. Yeah, but we've heard people compare what Kevin Durant would potentially do with holding out to what we saw with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. And I just don't see the comparison. I I don't see the parallel. And a big part of why is because Kevin Durant is coming up on his age 34 season. Ben Simmons is a player that's in his mid-20s. It's a very different thing to give up a full season in your mid-20s versus giving up a full season when you're at the height of your your powers and the twilight of your prime. I just don't see Kevin Durant being willing to take it there. And if he's not willing to break glass in case of emergency, then if you're Joe Sy and you're Sean Marks, why should you blink when it comes to this standoff between you and your superstar? And just a note, by the way, opening night, Nets, Pelicans, Ben Simmons returning, Zion Williamson returning. That will be must-see TV. Something tells me KD's going to be there, and he'll be happy. But here's the interesting thing, though. The NBA released their Christmas Day slate, and the Brooklyn Nets aren't on it. They're not. So what is that? What does that say? Is the NBA hedging their bet when it comes to this Kevin Durant situation? There's so many different facets of this that become fascinating. But uh, but but looking at Kevin Durant, I just don't see him being willing to give up his age 34 season in order to make to make a point to the Brooklyn Nets organization that he's not going to play for them anymore. You're listening to Kenny and Carlin. On ESPN Radio, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the call-in line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Rowan, I don't think that Kevin Durant's willing to hold out. We think Kevin Durant is going to start the season on the Brooklyn Nets. What do you think? We want to hear from you. Again, the call-in number, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And, Row, I go back to the Sean Marks press conference that he held shortly after the season where he said that he wanted to hold all the players accountable. He wanted to have a team-first agenda. And he spoke specifically about Kyrie Irving. And he said that he wanted to have more buy-in from Kyrie Irving. Now, we know Kyrie Irving missed two-thirds of the season this year because of the COVID uh, vaccination policy in the tri-state area. He also missed time uh, a couple of weeks the year prior um, without letting anybody on the team know exactly where he was at. He said he had some some things that he was dealing with, some mental health issues. He needed a mental health break, um, but he didn't communicate with the team. So you have this dynamic with Kyrie Irving in the Brooklyn Nets organization, and things haven't gone well the past couple of years, almost to the point where they were forced to get rid of James Harden because James Harden was fed up with how the organization had handled the James, uh, the Kyrie Irving situation, especially with Kevin Durant being injured. So now looking at this situation, I- I'm asking myself, what is it that we've seen over the last calendar year that would make Kevin Durant lose faith in the direction that the organization is going in? And to me, how they're handling Kyrie Irving in the refusal to give him a max contract extension is the only thing I can come up with. Tell me I'm wrong. 
No, you're not wrong. And when you look at the entire situation, and by the way, if you haven't been paying attention to social media, everything is all good from the visuals that we see with Kevin Durant and James Harden. It was all good just a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're hanging out with Travis Scott spraying champagne after him after his first live performance that he's had in a couple of years. That was over in Europe, though, right? That was in Europe. So maybe they're just not cool when they get back to the United States. Maybe it's like on U.S. territory, U.S. soil, they're not cool. They can be cool overseas. Maybe they can be cool overseas. Maybe they can be cool in the same uniform playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. That is something that we could possibly see. However, I think that people are very strategic in their post. Mm. I do not think that it was a mistake that we see James Harden and Kevin Durant together on social media in a very relaxed moment at a hip-hop show having a good time. I don't think that was put out there by mistake. Now to Kyrie. Kyrie is in an interesting position because we know Kyrie is obviously one of the greatest basketball players in the game today. Mm -hmm. Box office, handles off the chain, can score, can drop 60 at any given moment. However, Kyrie, the best ability is availability. And a lot of times he's not there for whatever reason it is. And that is a major problem. And that's his man, KD. They're tight. However, I think KD is having buyer's remorse making that decision to come to Brooklyn and bring Kyrie along with him. And now he's saying, hey, I got to get out of here by any means necessary. I love you, Kyrie, but I got to go. Yeah, I can't be mad at Kevin Durant for wanting to get out of here because think about it this way. If things go left or things continue to get worse in Brooklyn, we're not talking about it impacting Kyrie Irving's legacy. We're talking about it impacting KD's legacy because he is the star. He is the guy that is a top 10 to 12 player all time. And that's what the stakes are for Kevin Durant. And I think that's what has to be the motivating factor for him, no matter what decision he makes in the future. But I guess the biggest question is, could you see a world where Kevin Durant decides that he's going to hold out at the beginning of this season or hold out in training camp? To your point, 34 years old at the beginning of the season once it starts. Mm-hmm. His days playing basketball, the end is closer to the beginning. Yep. And you do not want to waste any moment, especially seeing some of the injuries that he's had as he's progressed in his career. You go to Golden State, you have that Achilles injury. Yep. You had multiple injuries when he was with Oklahoma City. So at this point in his career, you mentioned his legacy. He is paying attention to that, in my personal opinion, and you would not want to waste any single moment to have an opportunity to be on that court and win games. Yeah, to your point about the injuries for Kevin Durant in the last three years, he's played in 90 games for the Brooklyn Nets. He's missed 140 of them. We'll have more on the KD Kyrie saga that's going down in Brooklyn. And coming up next, we'll talk about Gang Green's quarterback. And does he have Gang Green in his meniscus? We'll get to that. But, But first, a word from Vivid. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and you can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark and experience every home run, every web gem, every walk-off, and with Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. That's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. All right, we got breaking news here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. According to Jets ESPN reporter Rich Sabini, Zach Wilson's arthroscopic knee surgery was deemed a success. There were no surprises from the original diagnosis. They won't put him on the field until he's 100%, but good news for the Jets. Now, Ro, when this injury happened, 
uh, in week one of the preseason, the aftermath, the Jets brass were optimistic that this was not going to be a meniscus issue that was going to keep him out for the entire season. They said it was more of an injury that required a trim to the meniscus rather than a full repair. And it turns out Dr. Elitrosh, the doctor that he saw out in L.A., did the scope on his knee and found that there were no surprises, no deviations from the original diagnosis. So by and large, good news for the Jets fans. And so now the only question becomes, what's the timeline for Zach Wilson's return? Because we know how big of a year this is for him his sophomore season. A lot of people in that organization, a lot of Jets fans, are looking for him to take that big leap from year one to year two. Obviously, they want him to take that big leap. Already missed four games previously in the year before. So I feel like the Jets need to approach this situation with this mo- as as much caution as possible dealing with their investment. Top pick in the draft a year ago, second pick overall. He has tremendous potential and you cannot rush him back on the field. So I believe the prognosis is two to four weeks. You have a competent starter. I know you might feel otherwise about Joe (laughs) Flacco, but you do have a competent starter that can keep the seat warm until Zach Wilson is able to come back. Well, let's hear from Jets top 10 pick Garrett Wilson, wide receiver who had something to say about Joe Flacco in comparison to Zach Wilson. Take a listen. There's definitely a difference. You know, it's – I mean, it's a lot of experience right there with Flacco. And, uh, you know, I feel like everything with him is, is he, he has to take some pace off and put pace on the balls. You know, he kind of does a good job of, of making uh, the passes, you know, receiver friendly. That's the best way I can put it into words. You know, it's, it's, they're pretty easy to catch. Um, you take some off the ball when you're running a slant route versus, you know, out route or put some zip on it because it's got to be, you know, things like that. So I'll say that. Translation, Joe Flacco is a professional quarterback. Zach Wilson is not. That's what I took from that. <laughs> That was Garrett Wilson basically telling you, yeah, I just came off of catching passes for C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, and there's a difference between what I'm getting from Joe Flacco in terms of having the awareness, understanding when to put some zip on the ball, when to take some off, um, just being able to have all of the different tools in the tool bag, be able to make all of the different throws, and understanding the nuances of the quarterback position. So that just lets you know that there's a lot of growth that needs to happen with Zach Wilson my only concern about this row is Zach Wilson is missing invaluable reps during training camp in order to get said growth. And so there's got to be some concern about, you know, what version of Zach Wilson you're going to see, what you're going to get once he does come back from the injury with all of the missed time, all of the missed practice. I'm just curious to know that soundbite, did that come after the game when they played in the preseason or did that come after practice? I'm sure it came after practice. Ah, so I'm glad that you said that because we know in practice, shouts out to AI. We already know what that is. But (laughs) Chris Kant, you spend decades in the league. You know that the practice reps with the quarterback releasing the ball Mm -hmm. with no pressure, with a clean pocket, is a lot different than the look that you're going to get and the ball that you're going to get in a preseason game where it's live action. Now, we know that Zach is mobile. He can get out and do what he needs to do, get that zip on the ball and get it there. Might not have the same zip, but Joe Flacco, somewhat of a statue. So I'm interested to see will those comments still ring the same once they play their next preseason game. Well, I'm sure that Garrett Wilson is going to feel good about Joe Flacco in the preseason with practices and all of that other stuff, but that doesn't make him any different from any player on the 31 other teams around the National Football League. Everybody's undefeated right now. We're talking about preseason games. So, I mean, no, nobody is, you know, taking to heart the results that we're getting on the field. But the thing that I would say is if you just look at Joe Flacco's career arc, it's going in the wrong direction. You're talking about, a guy, you're talking about a guy a decade ago that was a Super Bowl champ. He's a far cry 
from that quarterback now. And if you look at the last two seasons with the Jets, he's had five starts, Row. He's 0 for 5. Yeah, that's not good. That's you, not good. Yeah, that's not good at all. And, and then the head coach, Robert Sala, love his energy, love that. He has impacted this team positively. But you come out and say you have three starting quarterbacks on your roster. CC, I didn't play at the highest level, but I was always taught when I did play, if you have multiple starting quarterbacks, you do not have a starting quarterback. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's that old axiom, right? If you have two starting, if you have two starters, if you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterback. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, what the hell happens when you have three quarterbacks? What do you say when the guy thinks he has three quarterbacks? Let's take a listen to what Rob Sala had to say about his quarterback depth chart. I said it way back, I think either OTAs or train, uh, earlier in training camp, that we feel like we have three starting quarterbacks. And uh, Mike has gone out and proven that he can beat a really good defense. He threw for over 400 yards. He's Even in that Thursday night game a couple weeks or a couple days later, he threw a, a shot to Elijah Moore to, to tie the game up. He just... He had to leave with the injury. And uh, so we got all the faith in the world in Mike White, got all the faith in the world in uh, Joe Flacco, and then you got Strebler showing that he can ball too. So really like our quarterback room. Now, Ro, you've covered the NBA for the last decade or so, and you remember Lynn Sanity. Yes, I do. And how brief that was. Didn't last long at all. Exactly. I will say this. The legend of Mike White was shorter than the legend of Lynn Sanity. I'm just saying that Mike White's time in the sun was quicker than Lynn Sanity. But to hear Rob Sala come out and say that, I, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I do understand why he felt the need to say it because he's got to be accountable to the other guys in the locker room. He's got to instill some level of confidence in those guys that the quarterbacks that they will have available to be under center can get the job done. My only thing is this for the New York jets, you have to have some awareness in terms of where you're at in your program building. And the jets aren't a team that we expect to see in the playoffs, but what they do need to get out of the 2022 season is a complete evaluation of Zach Wilson this injury now to his meniscus and having a, a timeline that seems like it's up in the air could present some significant problems or hurdles in that regard in terms of getting definitive answers on whether or not you have your franchise quarterback. But speaking of getting answers about Gang Green, we'll have Gang Green legend Damian Woody on the show in a little bit. We'll get his thoughts. Big Wood will weigh in on my take about Trey Lance. It seems to be getting some attention on some of the other shows on ESPN Radio. But you're listening to Kenny and Carlin. Roe Parrish filling in for the big fella, Chris Carlin, ESPN Radio. Back after this. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the call-in line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And we're reacting to the breaking news on Jets quarterback Zach Wilson, the latest from Rich Semini. Zach Wilson's arthroscopic knee surgery was deemed a success, source tells ESPN. There were no surprises from the original diagnosis. They won't put him on the field until he's 100%, but good news for the Jets. And for more reaction on the news for Zach Wilson, we're going to bring in ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody. And big fella, you're rocking with Chris Canny and Ro Parrish. Great to have you back on the show what was your initial reaction when you heard from Rich Samini about Zach Wilson's update with the knee injury? I mean, listen, the Jets couldn't have gotten better better news, uh, you know, from their starting quarterback. I mean, listen, I, I would say that this pushed Joe Flacco online to start week one, considering the Jets don't want to put him out there until he's 100%. But the fact that, you know, Robert Sala talked about they felt good as an organization, but they wouldn't come in further until after the surgery because – Sometimes these things can, can be sketchy until you actually go in. So the fact that they went in and everything was what they had uh, initially thought is great news for the Jets organization. Woody, does this change your level of concern for the Jets for this season? No, I mean, it doesn't. I, I don't really have a quote-unquote level of concern. This is a young team. A young ascending team has a lot of young talent that's dependent on the young talent. You know, the only thing that changes is Joe Flacco's probably going to be starting week one. At some point, Zach Wilson's going to be back in the midst. And uh, it's not like I'm predicting the Jets to go to the Super Bowl. I just want them to continue to improve in this rebuilding process. You're listening to Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The voice you just heard is that of ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody. Damian Woody and Wood. And looking at Zach Wilson, this is a huge year for him in terms of his overall development. Everybody wants to see him take that big leap from year one to year two. How will the missed time in the preseason and early on in the regular season potentially impact Zach Wilson and what we're going to see from him in 2022? Well, Chris, you never want to see that, right? You know, the one thing about Zach Wilson, he had been having a pretty good training camp. And uh, anytime you miss, you know, time during the preseason, those are valuable reps that you're not getting. You're not getting with, you know, some of your young skill position guys. So I think that could have an effect early on Zach Wilson until he gets up to speed. But, you know, listen, we've been talking all offseason about this this Jets roster, particularly on the offensive side of the football, how they've infused a lot of talent, whether it be uh, via free agency or the draft. So, that you know, the expectations are still going to stay the same, that we expect Zach Wilson to make a significant leap considering the way he played in his rookie season. We know that Joe Flacco is a capable starter in this league. He's won Super Bowls. However, we know that he's closer to the end than he is to the beginning. When it comes to the development of the talent around him, as far as that quarterback position, the skill positions, how is this injury going to affect the development of those players? 
No, listen, Joe Flacco, I've had a chance to to go out to the Jets uh, training camp practice. Joe Flacco's arm is still still real lively. Joe Flacco's a guy that he's he's been in all these different systems. He knows, you know, all the different defenses that you can still throw at him. So he can still throw he, he can still attack any area of the field that you want to attack. So I think for these young guys, being able to have a veteran like Joe Flacco in the huddle to be able to correct these guys as they're going through kind of their growing pain actually could be an even better thing for this this young core of object skill position players. Talking with ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody on Canty and Carlin. And Damian, there's another Jet that we have to have a lot of focus on, and it's not somebody that we're going to see in a jersey this year. It's general manager Joe Douglas. He's going into his fourth season, but he has a 13-36 and 36 record on his three years on the job. How important is it for him that Zach Wilson shows significant progress in 2022? Well, I think it's important because he's tied to the hip of Zach Wilson. Remember, this is the guy that, that decided to trade Sam Donald in order to dress uh, Zach Wilson. So when you're tied to the hip, you know, that it, a, lot, a lot of your job security is going to be tied to that. And you add in all the moves that he's made to, to surround Zach Wilson to get him the best chance to be successful. There's a lot. There's a reason why there's a lot of optimism around this this Jets ball club. So, I've always been under the, the mindset of I don't necessarily need I don't necessarily need the Jets to get to the playoffs, but I need I need significant improvement from not only Zach Wilson but for them this Jets ball club as a whole. Of course, we got Wood in the building now. We talking about we just spoke about Joey Flacco, but he ended up getting replaced by one Lamar Jackson. When he was in Baltimore, we know the contract situation is ongoing. There has been no contract put out there as of yet. So the question is to you, is Lamar Jackson making a mistake if he plays this season without a new contract? Well, listen, everyone has their own opinions about it. I've always said that I wouldn't step on a blade of grass until I had a contract done. But you also can look at it from the flip side of Lamar Jackson is betting on himself. We've seen that from Joe Flacco, right? The year Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, he literally bet on himself and he was able to cash in big. But I think the overall point is this, regardless of what you think, okay, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, the potential for injury. Okay, Dak Prescott got injured and he he still ended up getting paid. So I think Lamar Jackson is going to be one of, if not the highest paid quarterback, regardless after this, after this uh, upcoming season. Talking with ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody on Canty and Carlin. And big fella, this morning on Get Up, Graziano, Tannenbaum, Sacho, Greeny, we all gave our bold predictions for this upcoming NFL season. Do you have a bold prediction for us for 2022 in the NFL? Oh, man, that's a good one. A bold prediction. How about Matt Ryan? How about Matt Ryan as as an MVP candidate? That's what Ooh, I'm Matty Ice. Matty Ice. Matty that- Ice. I, I, you know, I like. I really like the situation that Matt Ryan is stepping into in Indianapolis. Okay, Frank Wright, uh, being that you know the head coach and, and the play call out there. He's going. He's got Jonathan Taylor, who, as far as my, in my opinion, the best running back in football and fantasy guy in football. And so he has a lot of surrounding pieces that are that are really looking nice for Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's going to come back and have a hell of a year this year. Man. So Matt Ryan having an MVP season and sharing the backfield with an MVP candidate in Jonathan Taylor. That is a hell of a prediction. And, Woody, I got to say, 
I'm on board with that one. But can you get on board with my bold prediction about Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers representing the NFC in the Super Bowl this year? Chris, I can absolutely get on board with that because when you got Kyle Shanahan as a play caller with the talent that the 49ers have and his and, and Kyle Shanahan's ability to be able to now use Trey Lance's athletic ability at his disposal, man, that's a deadly combination. We saw the last time that Kyle Shanahan had a quarterback with the athletic ability of Trey Lance was RG3. And look what RG3 did his, his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Only went on to become the, the rookie of the year and just uh, was tearing the league up. So I can only imagine the type of things that they're drawing up out there in the Bay Area for Trey Lance in this offense. Man, that is what I'm talking about, big fella. You know you got to have my back. I got yours. That's how we do it with that Trent, look, trench life. I appreciate you jumping on for a few minutes, d Wood. We'll catch up soon. All right, take it easy, fellas. All right, that's ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody jumping on Canty and Carlin. We'll continue the conversation and get Rose bold prediction, which also includes a surprise MVP candidate. That's next. Canty and Carlin, Roe Parish in for Chris Carlin on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Offense one deep to center. Every which way but loose and it gets past Hicks. He turned three different ways and Peralta has himself an inning-opening triple. I'm not sure that Aaron Hicks has found that fly ball yet. And we're talking we're talking about Yankees here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Ro Parrish filling in for Chris Carlin. And Ro, yes. my New York Yankees have been a disappointment since the All-Star break. Right. After the break is supposed to be the time where you turn up. Apparently, my Yankees have decided to turn down. And when I say turn down, I mean turn off the offense. They've had four games in their last nine where they've been shut out, where they haven't scored a run, not one. You're talking about this team being 8-16 and 16 post-All-Star break. Now, there are a lot of concerns. I know a lot of people are going to point to the bullpen. You're going to point to the struggles from Clay Holmes. Araldis Chapman has proven to be untrustworthy throughout the course of this season. Some other injuries, Michael King uh, earlier in the year, Chad Green at the beginning of the year. Those guys aren't walking back through that door. So the back end of the bullpen, guys that you're relying on to close the door on opposing p- opponents uh, late in games, that's going to be a concern. But what I'm concerned with is the lineup, the offense. There's a lot of swing and miss, especially when you don't have 
DJ LeMayhew and John Carlos Stanton in the lineup. That's a busted up toe. Exactly, exactly. And so you saw Anthony Rizzo come back, and he tried to even lean into one last night. Didn't work. And, and it didn't work. No, it didn't work at all. The umpire, <laughs> umpire didn't, didn't buy it, and he ends up striking out. But this team has got to be it's, – it's maddening for me for them to get out to the kind of start that they're getting out to, and yet the same issues that we've seen – from the past postseasons are starting to rear their ugly heads, which means blown saves, blown leads, and then the offense not being able to come up with timely hits. And so for as great as Aaron Judge has been this season, I feel like the Yankees' incredible start is going to be marred by a lackluster finish. And and tell me I'm wrong when I have those kind of concerns about my team. No, you should have those concerns because since the All-Star break, they've been utterly terrible. They're hitting 217 with runners in scoring position. <laughs> 23rd best ERA since the All-Star break. And they were top three ERA going into the All-Star break. Top three, and then you talk about they were flirting with the greatest Yankees team ever before the All-Star break. Everything was good from April to July, and something happened when the month of August arrived, and they've been terrible. You mentioned the shutouts. Four shutouts? That's the, first time that, that, that's, ha- that's the first time that's happened for these Yankees since 2016. Wow. So that's not good for these Yankees. Generally, we usually see, now it's still August, usually we see the Yankees turn things around as we get closer to September and into, into the playoffs. Uh, your lips to God's ears, but the one thing that they got to get turned around is having the number one overall seed in the American League because right now, that belongs to the Houston Astros. Ooh. They have a two-and-a-half game lead on the New York Yankees. And let's just say this. It doesn't go well for the Yankees when they have to play down in Houston. Big facts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Roe Parish filling in for Chris Carlin. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the call-in line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We want to hear your bold prediction for this upcoming NFL season. Of course, my bold prediction, I let it be known on Get Up This Morning, and I'm going to say it again with my chest, row. Trey Lance as a Dark Horse MVP candidate and the San Francisco 49ers to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. And I know that they're in the same division as the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, but when the Rams quarterback Matt Stafford has an elbow issue that's bothered him since going back to late last season, I don't know, color me skeptical about their chances of being able to repeat as a Super Bowl champion. And the last time we've seen a repeat champion in the NFL was 2003-2004. It hadn't happened in nearly two decades. So, Patriots. I, I just 
Exactly, Patriots, Tom Brady. But I, knows, I, just, yeah. I just here's my thing. I, I look at the elements that the 49ers have on their team. You're talking about a top five run game. They have a top five defense. They have a top five skill position core, and they have one of the very best offensive minds the game has to offer in Kyle Shanahan. I get that Trey Lance is a relatively inexperienced quarterback, but it wasn't too long ago where we saw a relatively inexperienced quarterback in his second season win an MVP throwing over 50 touchdowns. That would be one Patty Mahomes. And our very own Lewis Riddick, who gushed about Pat Mahomes before he even took the football field that year, I think it was 2018, you're talking about him gushing that same way about Trey Lance calling him his dark horse MVP candidate. So that's my bold prediction. What's your bold prediction? I love that bold prediction because it is extremely bold. I'm going to go out and say Micah Parsons, number 11 for the Dallas Cowboys, will not only be the defensive player of the year, but he will be the third MVP from a defensive position in league history. Wow. Alan Page, 1971. Ooh. Lawrence Taylor, 1986. <laughs> Micah Parsons is right there in that category because he is so destructive on the defensive end. No matter what position you place him at, you can play him on the line. One technique, two technique. It doesn't matter. Edge rusher. You might even be able to line him up at safety or corner, and he's going to make an impact on that field. Yeah, I like the bold prediction because I love Micah Parsons. I do think he's the closest thing that this league has seen to Lawrence Taylor since LT. Um, But I don't even know how bold it is because you're talking about him finishing second in defensive player of the year voting behind Aaron Donald. So I don't know know if we can qualify what you're saying as bold, but I do like you bringing up a defensive player as the MVP because I I made my living on the defensive side of the ball. No question. But here's the thing, and I say this all the time to people, everybody talks about how important Dak Prescott is. And Mm. I, I don't think it's a debate about, who the most important Cowboy is, because it is Dak Prescott by virtue of playing the quarterback position. But the best player on the Dallas Cowboys is Micah Parsons. And for those folks that don't believe him, just watch. And who said that? Was that 2 Chains? Don't believe me, just watch? I believe that was him. That was 2 Chains. 2 Chains. 2 Chains. 2 Chains. 2 Chains on a Tuesday. I didn't think I would work that in. But Micah Parsons as the MVP of the league. That is Roe Parrish's bold prediction. My bold prediction is Trey Lance leading the 49ers to the Super Bowl. We want to hear your bowl prediction. Hit us up on the call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And just as a reminder, we've got ESPN's Fantasy Football Marathon. It's underway, and it will conclude tonight with the Fantasy Football Draft from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. on ESPN. You might want to check that out. Get your fantasy football team right. And I know some of you play in leagues that involve money, so they get your pockets right, get your coins right. As well, but going back to the NFL, we got to talk about this, Ro, because this is one of those things that I think people have varying opinions on, and it's Lamar Jackson. And I know we got into it a little bit with Damian Woody. He talked about Lamar Jackson and whether or not he should step on the field without a new contract. Woody said he wouldn't do it, but he also understands why Lamar Jackson is taking the approach that he's taking. We've seen Kirk Cousins do it. We've seen Dak Prescott do it. So that's one of those things that we have to be on the lookout for. He set a deadline for week one of the regular season. Real quick, do you think Lamar Jackson get a deal done with the Baltimore Ravens before the season starts? Absolutely, he has to. Because if he doesn't get a deal because – the price is going to only go up. We've seen so many quarterbacks get paid in this offseason. What, four quarterbacks that have gotten paid at least $120 million so far? Ooh, that is a lot. Say that again. How much money? $120 million. Wow. That's a whole lot of money. A whole lot of cake. So why will you not reward 
a player who's been an MVP in this league before. He's led your team to the playoffs multiple times. He's led your team to a playoff win and is only trending upwards. He's arguably the most valuable player in the league right now at this point, or at least you can put him in the conversation of maybe the top four or five players of value at his position. Let's hear what ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano had to say about Lamar Jackson this morning on Get Up. I think there are a couple things going on with Lamar Jackson. One, I think we should believe him. He doesn't want to carry this into the season as something that's hanging over his head. But I also don't know that it's necessarily a a negotiating ploy. My understanding is sort of the lines are drawn here, right? Like they know what he wants and... If he doesn't get it, he feels comfortable going into the season, playing it out, getting franchise next year, going that route that Dak Prescott did, Kirk Cousins did. So uh, I, I think that's. I think we should take him at his word here, uh, and we'll see if the Ravens move toward him enough to get a deal done before the season starts. I still think odds are that it happens, but mm. again, I, I I would have said that last year. I don't think it happens, and I think the biggest thing to holding up this deal is the structure of the contract and the guaranteed money. There's a reason why Ravens owner Steve Bashotti came out and said he was frustrated with what the Cleveland Browns did with giving Deshaun Watson a $230 million guarantee on his new contract. He guaranteed the entire contract. If you're Lamar Jackson, you're looking at that and saying, I don't come along with the baggage that Deshaun Watson does, and I, my resume is just as good, if not better, than Deshaun Watson's because we both won a playoff game, but I happen to have an MVP in my trophy case. So if you're Lamar... You're sitting back and you're waiting and saying, you know what, if the Baltimore Ravens don't want to get a contract done, I'm going to sit back and play my final year of my rookie deal, the fifth-year option, knowing that the quarterback market is only going to go up from here because you have deals for Joe Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert on the horizon in 2023. But we're going to go out to the call-in line because we got people that want to chime in on their bold prediction for the upcoming NFL season. Let's go to Paul in Nevada. Paul, you're on Candy and Carlin. What up? On Miller, back-to-back Super Bowls. That's my prediction. Ooh, I, I love like it. it, Paul. No, 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 no. I don't like it. I love that. Shouts out it. to DeSoto, Texas, Vaughn Miller. I love it. I love this prediction. And here's the thing. I feel like Vaughn Miller can be for the Buffalo Bills what Charles Haley once upon a time was for Excellent the Dallas comparison because we know, just in case you don't know, Charles Haley, Super Bowl champion with the 49ers, comes over to the Dallas Cowboys, helps change that culture completely. Yeah, well, they didn't win a Super Bowl until Charles Haley joined the team. Exactly. So, that I mean, they, they ended up winning three championships in four years. So, I feel like all of the elements are there for the Buffalo Bills, and Von Miller could be that missing piece. He was that missing piece for the Los Angeles Rams last year. They made a deal at the trade deadline. Von Miller left in free agency, and he joined the only team in the National Football League that returns a top-five offense and a top-five defense. So look out for the Buffalo Bills. We know they'll be in the playoffs because they play in the AFC East.